This podcast is brought to you by The City Church in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please visit thecitychurch.ca. We hope you are encouraged by this message from our lead pastor, Frank Coulter. Thank you guys for being here today with us. You guys can take your seats. We're not only honoring the moms here in the house with us, but maybe moms that live far away and then also those moms that have already moved on to heaven. Uh, we celebrate and honor all of those great memories that we have of our mothers and grandmothers. And uh, Nicole and I are just going to talk a little bit um, about our mothers today. And, uh, you know, my mom, my mom is not here this morning. Nicole's mom lives in Arizona, um, as you know, but my mom is actually out preaching this morning at True North Church. So my sister... Uh, whose church she is preaching at. My sister is putting my mom to work today, um, which is great, uh, but she's out there ministering. And uh, so we're just honoring our moms, just talking a little bit about our moms and um, just thanking God for our mothers. We have, both of our mothers are in their 70s and they've lived godly, wonderful lives and we are very thankful for them. And uh, we're just going to talk a little bit today about some of the things that we have um, learned uh, from our mothers, but we're going to share a couple of funny stories first. And we have a couple of pictures of our moms. We could, show, we could show those now. And then I'll, that's my mom, probably 1971. She's very cute. And that's me. It's all the pudgy parts. One years old. And, and this next uh, picture, like a twin. This one's, this Your next twin. one's, it's my mom. She's probably in her 20s, something there. I'm 46, so we're not exactly the same age, but we do look a little bit alike. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> it's pretty wild. That's what you look like when I met you. Yeah, mom. yeah, for sure. Yep. You I look was... exactly the same now, though. Yeah. <laughs> good, good answer. Good we thought we would share a couple funny stories i have to stand up to share my story uh who in here is from originally a hot climate islands nigeria desert somewhere in the united states southwest okay quite a few people i as as uh brent has mentioned i'm from arizona from phoenix and uh, in hot climates, if you're from a hot, if you, if you are not from hot climate, you don't really understand this. So I have to set this up for you. In hot climates, we have really crazy insects, insects that you don't have other places. You, some of you know what I'm talking about, right? In Arizona, we have cockroaches, not the normal kinds. We have giant. I am not kidding. You could put saddles on them. There. You really could. And they're really hard to kill, which is just wrong. I'm going to ask God someday why. You know, it's an honest question. But here's where it really takes a bad turn. They fly. Right? So they get places they should never go. <laughs> I mean, as it is, why do they exist? But, but so, just to set up the story. So when I was a little girl, probably maybe kindergarten age to guess. I don't really remember. I was supposed to be asleep, and my parents were having a dinner party. So in Arizona, it's nice all year. It was outside, and we were in a bungalow. And so the configuration of my house is the sliding glass door to the backyard. It was just a straight shot from that door all the way to the front door of our house out into our front yard to our driveway. So I am, I have, I have sneaked out of bed 
as usual. And I'm, I'm just observing my mom because my mom's all dressed up. She looks really pretty. This isn't like her everyday look. So I'm kind of in awe of the whole thing. I'm not supposed to be there. There's music. They're eating. It's really nice. And so I'm, there's a spot in the hallway outside my bedroom where I can actually look out without being seen. It was fantastic. And I could kind of see what was going on. And, you know, it was, I can't, you know, as a kid, you think like you're missing out on so many things. Yeah, it was, you know, it's just a lot of adults talking, whatever. But I'm watching, I have all, only eyes for my mom. As I am watching this, and to this day, I think I'm the only person that witnessed this happen, and it is truly awesome. She wouldn't think so, and she'd kill me for telling this story, so nobody tell her. Hopefully, she won't listen to this message. But a giant flying cockroach is attracted now to the light that they have on outside, has now somehow zeroed in on my mother, and flew down the front of her dress. <laughs> now, some of you are like, no big deal. But most of us that are normal would be freaking out. So I'm watching as a little girl, my mother's composed, you know, dinner party face transform to complete horror. And I also watch as my mother, who is just a very, you know, I don't know, how, how would you describe gentle, my, Just a very gentle, person. soft person turn into a crazy, crazy banshee, for lack of a better word, turn and run at top speed with a completely straight face. No one knows. No one knows but me. No one knows what has happened. From the backyard, she flings open the sliding door, runs all the way through the front of the house onto the driveway. I'm going to try not to hurt myself. And starts doing this. And she's doing this with her dress. Now listen. You know you'd be doing it. I'd certainly be doing it. She kept her clothes on, thank goodness. <laughs> I don't know, some of us. I mean, you know. And where it went, who knows? It's not right. So to this day, I, I'm assuming it fell out. And I don't even remember what happened after that. All I know is I think I'm the only one that saw it. And I love how my mom ran away from everyone else to lose it. And isn't that just the way it goes? So many times, mom's right. And nobody's looking. I'm just going to go off and have my moment. Anyway, I love that. She'd kill me for telling that. They story. have another family story where, um, you know, we have house spiders, you know, that we can squash with our finger. But their oh. house spiders in Arizona are like legit, really big, chunky spiders. Furry. And they're, yeah, they have fur on them. Furry. And so they, there was a, a spider that was in their house and they tried to trap it with a glass and like the arms were so long it went like outside of the glass and broken. It's dead scorpions. Yes. Snakes. See, that's why the Lord called us out of the <laughs> desert. Love. There are some wonderful things about the desert, so... <laughs> I, I know with my, I don't know how many of you have families out there that you wrestle, anybody wrestle with their children. I think this is a rite of passage. I think it's really important for all families to wrestle. Uh, we were a wrestling family, you know, and it's never a good wrestle until somebody's crying or angry um, at the end of the wrestle. Um, you know, I wrestled with my daughters were here in first service, but I wrestled a lot with them growing up and, you know, no mercy on them because they were girls. I pillow fight. I would hit them as hard as I could with pillows, stuff like that. But I used to wrestle with my with my parents growing up, um, and, you know, I'd wrestle with my dad, and then I would also wrestle with my mom um, to the point I was about 15 or 16 years old when I got a little bit too big for her and I actually started to hurt her. But I actually have some pictures of me wrestling with my mom. I love this so much. <laughs> and when my mom gave me these pictures, she's like, this is parent abuse. <laughs> 
and these pictures. And that left picture, you look like you're intense. I know, I'm really intense. Well, this really is a, both. This is a legitimate sleeper hold on the right. So anyway, <laughs> I, can, so I feel like I'm so angry. In this I know, you look like you're in another so zone. Or not something. too long after this, my mom didn't want to wrestle with me anymore, <laughs> um, but we would wrestle a lot. So anyway, we are just talking a little bit this morning about our moms, celebrating our moms, and uh, their lifetime of faithfulness, their lifetime of godliness. And we're just going to read um, from Proverbs 31. There's a lot of great attributes about a Proverbs 31 woman who uh, lived a lifetime of faithfulness, and we could just read about some of these attributes here. So if you have your Bibles this morning, turn with us over uh, to Proverbs 31, and I'm just going to read this together for us today. Starting in verse 10, this is talking about a wife and mother. It says, A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. We know that is always true of moms. Uh, She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it out of her earnings. She plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for the tasks. I know that's true of Nicole because she loves to do yard work that I don't love to do, so her arms are really strong. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor, extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all her hands have done and let the works, let her works bring her praise at the city gate. And that's what we do with our mothers today. Uh, We're definitely blessing our moms, honoring our moms today. And as we look at these verses, um, it can be a little bit overwhelming, but this is a lifetime of accomplishments uh, for somebody, for a mom, for a wife. And sometimes we look at a list like that or we look at some verses like that. It can be a little bit too much to handle, maybe a lot to take in. Um, And I think that's what Sometimes we look at scriptures like this, that's something that we could think for sure. Well, I know before I had children, I'm, you know, of course I've read this. And, and I just remember thinking, I don't know what a third of these things even are, but I'm doing them. <laughs> I'm going to be this woman. I'm on it. I, you know, I'm ambitious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to be this. All of all this. My first year after having a child and or my first year being married and or, you know, as time went on and I had babies, it was more like, um, yeah, you know, I might, I think I've done this, maybe, you know, you know, I, and, and it can be a little discouraging because I mean, this is, this list is crazy. It's crazy. And you know, it is, it can be, it can be intimidating. It can be overwhelming. But I think as with anything in the word, 
God doesn't expect you to look at this and you were this the next day, right? But he does want you to read something, to receive the light from it into your heart, to take it in and to actually make a change and to, and to point your life that direction. It doesn't have to be in a year. I mean, I'm, we're getting close to 50 years old now. I have teenagers. I, I, I wouldn't even begin to know where I fit into this list. But I know that I'm aiming my life that direction, that I'm, I'm trying with God's help and, and, and his grace, what we've been learning about walking in his grace, to be this woman. Even if it's not perfect and even if it's messy, I'm still, this is my goal. This is my goal. I'm always going to keep this in front of my eyes so I don't begin to think that what I'm seeing other places is my goal because that shouldn't be our focus. If I could just say something, too, about Nicole. I know when we first met, she wasn't sure she actually wanted to have children. Yeah, she says, I didn't at all. She wasn't even thinking about necessarily being a mother. Um, But when when we had our first child, I mean, she really embraced the whole process, and she loves being a mother, and she does... I mean, she pours her life into our daughters. And even last night, you know, I'm asking her to prepare this message with me. And, you know, she wanted to go through her notes a little bit. But, you know, one of our daughters couldn't find a pair of jeans or jeans that she wanted to wear this morning. So instead of (laughs) preparing for the message, she had to go find the pair of jeans. And then our our bedroom had been taken. Bed is covered with laundry. Covered with clean laundry that had been put away. So she was getting the daughters, uh, (laughs) you know, our daughters to help her. And I think that's such a typical motherhood moment for sure. Very much. But anyways, you are a great mother. Why, thank you continue okay i think what we wanted when brent and i were discussing um when whenever i get up here with brent kind of what i want to do is i want to approach it like i am one of you sitting out there what do i need to hear what do i need to hear what do i want to hear what would encourage me what maybe would help me a little bit correct me if i'm kind of going off and because correction is always good for us right it doesn't always we don't enjoy it necessarily but it's good for us and i think this year i think what we both sort of agreed what we felt led was we wanted to encourage all of the moms in this place whether you are in the trenches right now you are an empty nester you want children and don't have children you have a mom that's in heaven lots of different versions of being a mom including those who don't have children but you are a mother figure to someone that's a that's a lot of women whoever you are even if you are not a mom and you're a a father or a young man or a single girl there's something for you here and what we wanted to impart to you is that you're doing better than you think we want you to walk away today knowing you're doing better than you think and I think, um, I don't know, again, you look at this list and, and you sometimes question that, right? Anyway, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my mom. Um, my mom and dad divorced when I was about seven years old. My dad stayed in our life, which I'm extremely grateful for. We were very fortunate for this. Um, he could have moved away and he didn't. I have a younger brother and he stayed involved in our life throughout our growing up. Um, but my mom was a single mom. Um, I saw my dad on the weekends. You know, it was a typical single mom situation. My dad paid child support. My mom worked a full-time job. And to add sort of insult to injury, my mom, who is a very gentle, soft person, very tiny woman, she gets me as a daughter. 
I end up being taller than she is. I end up being, in, I thought, stronger than she was. I end up being mouthier than no. for sure. Really? You, you quiet. You simmer down. <laughs> I was a piece of work. A piece of work. And I, I, I said in first service, there are a few ladies in church we've talked um, over the years. You know, you have teenagers and maybe we've shared some stories. And I've said to you, I was a horrible teenager. And oh, no, Nicole, no. Yes, I was horrible. <laughs> I was awful to my mother. Awful. And I thought, you know, and, and over all these years, you know, that my mom was weaker than me because I was louder and I was mouthier and I thought stronger because I was so intense where my mom was very sweet and very soft and sometimes she would not react or I should say she didn't overreact to me, all of me that was coming at her, especially when I was a teenager. Of course, you realize now after you have children that my mom was probably one of the strongest women on planet earth. Because she had to deal with me. She had to deal with the daughter that was very different than she was. And she never, and I mean never, overreacted. I don't know how she did it. She's a saint. She, I don't know how she did it. And I realize now that I've had a little time and I have teenage daughters of my own that are exhibiting some of my very similar traits. <laughs> Sowing and reaping people. Uh, that my mom had strength and her strength was quiet strength which is sometimes even stronger than the kind that you can see depending on the situation and my moms we were talking about sort of you know what our moms imparted to us and, and what we want to share with you today is that she stayed committed to her spiritual growth in the midst of all of that mess in the midst of all that craziness, in the midst of me and my brother and raising a spouse, no spouse, money, no money, whatever, she stayed committed. And, and this is remarkable, and I know that, that you said this first service, and it really is true of both of our mothers, although they're very different in some ways, that, that both of our mothers stay committed to our, our spiritual growth when we wanted nothing to do with God. And believe me, there were years, both of us, you know, wanted nothing to do with God. And, and, you know, Pastor Brent's parents were in the ministry. I had a single mom, very different. But, but our moms stayed committed to us when we weren't even committed to us. And I think that that is a huge part of being a mom. You can't, you can't look at your kids and all that's coming out. And think that's all there's ever going to be because I am proof and he is proof. And I'm sure a lot, you yourselves probably are proof that there is more. Don't ever write somebody off and everyone has potential. You just pray. You pray and you pray. And when you're sick of praying, you keep praying. And I think that that is one of just one of the many things that my mom showed me is true strength. And, uh, I also think, um, that looking back over the years, um, my mom could have been insecure in her situation. And I just wanted to read a quick scripture. Thank you. First um, Peter 3.13. This is the message. Uh, if with your heart and soul you're doing good, do you think you can be stopped? Even if you suffer for it, you're still better off. 
Don't give the opposition a second thought. Through thick and thin, keep your hearts in attention, at attention, in adoration before Christ, your master. Now, when uh, you can interpret this many different ways, as with all scripture, there's so many different things you can get from this, different every time you read it. But what I took away when I read this, and I hope this helps someone else, and you don't have to be a mom to, to get this takeaway, is that a lot of times the opposition is you. You think it's someone else, but a lot of times, am I right? It's us. It's our own thought life. It's what we're doing to ourselves. It's our own insecurity. It's our own guilt. It's our own feelings of defeat. You know, am I doing this wrong? Oh my goodness, I have a 17-year-old and a 13-year-old. Time's running out. Did I miss something? What am I, you know, they're almost, they're almost grown. Is there something I forgot to do? I know empty nesters. I would imagine, because we're getting close to that stage of our life, not yet, but we're getting close, I imagine that could really mess with your head sometimes. Did I do enough? Was I enough? Did I, did I, did I do what God asked me to do for my children? Never for a second doubt what you did for your children. And I know Pastor Brent's going to touch on this. You pray for your children no matter if they're still living with you or not. And I don't know. I just, the other version of that would be that sometimes you think, I can do it. I can do it. I, I, I've got what it takes to be a mom. I'm going to get it done. But then you're doing it without walking in God's grace. You're trying to do it in your own strength. And that's not going to work either. The one thing I really wanted, uh, again, if I was you, I felt like I would want to hear this right now. If I was just sitting right here, I'd want someone to tell me that God has given you these children. They're yours. And, and I know this isn't popular. And so I know sometimes if it's said incorrectly or if it comes, you know, if it comes out the wrong way, it can offend some women. So hear my heart. But I believe that by serving my children, that I am doing what I'm called to do. Now, I know that's not always popular. I'm not saying we don't have jobs. I'm not saying you don't have dreams. I'm not saying God doesn't have more for you because he always does. But my job, my highest role is to serve my children. And that doesn't mean I'm their slave, believe me even though sometimes it feels like it, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you are serving God by serving them. And it is not low. It is an honor. It really is. And I think that every time you're giving a toddler a bath or you're having a hard conversation with a teenager or you're, you know, you're Driving them to a lesson. Goodness knows you probably do more of that than I do, but I I do a little. Anything you're doing that you're investing into your kids, you're serving God. It is not less. It is so important. So that's my little. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good husband. He knows me well. I think, uh, you know, one of the things uh, that's definitely similar between uh, Nicole's mom and my mother, they're both women of prayer. Um, and it's not something they necessarily do publicly or that you see them do uh, um, praying publicly, even though they have done that. Um, it's, you know, praying for your children. And uh, 
not only praying for your children, building a relationship with your children, and not only doing that is taking action steps by uh, being a part of your children's lives, by disciplining them, having those hard conversations with them sometimes. And I think that's definitely something um, I can see in Nicole's mother. And I definitely know um, with my mom that she was always praying for us and continues to pray for us. Um, and then constantly building a relationship with your children, not just one of these things, but all three of these things are really important. But then also having those conversations, inserting um, the thoughts that you see if your children are maybe going a wrong direction or a, a not sure about their direction that they're going. You know, a good mom will have those difficult conversations. I know my mom constantly is praying for us. We, I have a relationship with my mother. And then I would look back at various times in my life where she would have those hard conversations. And generally, it came in the context of friendships and then also maybe uh, girls that I was dating before Nicole that she wanted to give her opinion on, which was valuable and important. Like if she would see me in a relationship, um, she would help me to see this relationship goes here. It goes in this direction. So you have to be, you got to watch out for this and you got to be careful of this. And sometimes those are hard conversations to have. Um, but once again, moms, God, as Nicole is saying, God has given you these children and the wisdom and the things you see um, in your children's lives, you know, you're responsible to speak those things. Have those hard conversations. Not always easy, um, but that's wisdom and things that your, your children definitely need to hear. Um, I just wanted to, to uh, read a quick scripture. I know a lot of us are familiar with this one. It's Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And I was thinking if I could sum up, I know some of you are way ahead of me in uh, years in mothering and in, and in experience. You have more children than I do, and I can, I can only speak from my experience. But the one thing my, that I have learned without a shadow of a doubt is that mothering is doing what you do not feel like doing every single day. And I'm not trying to be negative. That's just a fact. It's just a fact. Every single day, stuff you don't feel like doing. And thank goodness God loves us so much that he does so much for us. And he doesn't go by his feelings. He goes because he loves us and this is God's character. And so I am and hoping that you will join me in always endeavoring to wake up every single day to do those things you've done a million times, even though you don't feel like doing them, but doing them because you know it's what you are called to do. And here's the beauty of it, which we don't see in those moments. And believe me, I am right there with you. But the beauty of it is this, that when you are going through the motions of doing all of those things day in and day out, whether you feel like it, you don't feel like it, it's messy, it's inconvenient, you wish you were doing something else, you know, none of us are perfect, but the beauty of it is this, if you really give yourself to this, if you walk in God's grace, I promise you that it adds up, it adds up, even if some days you're phoning it in a little bit, and then you have, you have days where you're doing better, and I, and I, I tell you what, it's, it's certainly better to do it with Jesus, don't try to do it on your own, doesn't work, it really doesn't work, I, you know, Listen, we have, we have seen that in, in our own lives, that it's always better. It's always better with him. Our moms showed us that. 
but I promise you it adds up. You will see the fruit. Maybe not right now, maybe not a few years from now, but you will see it. And I wanted to read one more scripture to you. It's Hebrews 6.10, and we're going to wrap it up. For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers or insert children as you still do. Not that you used to do, but you still do day in, day out, whether you feel like it or not. And here's the deal. doesn't matter if you're a mom. doesn't matter if you're a woman. Everybody in this place, this is true for you. God is not unjust. He won't forget. All the things, you know, listen, all the, all the little things people see or don't see. Caring for others, caring for other believers, caring for children, caring for the person sitting with you on a Sunday, caring for people that you don't even know. He sees it. God sees you. God sees you. He knows your heart. He knows if you want children. He knows if you need help with the children you already have. He sees you. He knows. He's not. He's not far off. And I read this scripture. This is, I, this is my favorite. I'm allowed to have a favorite today. Couple, like, not even, I didn't even think I was going to use this for this message, but I love this so much. 1 Samuel 7.12. Yes, I was reading 1 Samuel one day. I don't usually read 1 Samuel very often. But this jumped out at me, and I love this. I love this. Somebody, this, is, this isn't just for me. I know this is for someone else. He says, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. Up to this point. The Lord has helped us. And what do we know about God? He never changes. God doesn't change. So if, if he has helped us up till now, he's not going to stop. Right. Don't ever doubt it. Don't ever doubt it. And, and I just, this is the one thing I want you to walk away with. This is for moms, but I promise you this is for everybody. Just, you know, you have to, it's, it's relative, all right? Wherever you're at in life. You are equipped by God to be a mother to your children, okay? You are equipped. You are designed perfectly for it. Whatever and and whoever you are, you are equipped for what God has asked you to do, for what you're doing, for what you're going to walk into. You are equipped. And this is, this is what I love about up to this point that God has, the Lord has helped us. God has a vested interest. This is so important. Did you understand this? Because I know this is what I would have wanted to hear. God has a vested interest in your success. Think about that. God that created music and animals and and all of us. God has a vested interest in your success as a mother, as a person, as a single person, as an empty nester, whoever you are. God has a vested, as a child, a teenager, he has a vested interest in your success. And, and you really are doing better than you think. We really want you to leave believing that. Amen. That's great, babe. Awesome. Let's just pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful today for your word. We're so thankful for our moms today. And Father God, we just pray, Lord, for all the moms, for all the parents, Lord, in the room. And we just pray for your grace, parenting grace upon them. For those moments when they're uh, doing the difficult things that nobody sees, God, that we know that you see. And you provide strength in those moments. You provide strength in the mundane. These wonderful opportunities that we have to invest into our children to invest in our grandchildren, to invest in the next generation. Father God, we just thank you for that grace. We just love you. Thank you for that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thanks for listening. If you need prayer or would like to share how this message has impacted you, please email info at thecitychurch.ca.